Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hey, is that Emma Stone? I want to fuck you. Yeah, his moose knuckle game was on fleek. If you listened better, I wouldn't have to get this angry. Understand it. Coming to to Cloud City for years, kid. Hello and welcome. We are back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. I noticed on last week's show, not to get too technical, but I can really hear, I've, I broke my front teeth when I was in junior high school. So, oh, I thought you meant recently. No. So <laughs> I have fake front teeth and I noticed that they were really like whistling. Like when I say my S's, it really whistles in my front teeth and it was really aggravating. I shouldn't have pointed that out to you guys because you guys probably hadn't noticed. Uh, that voice you heard, of course, our very own co-host of the program, New Jersey's own, our very own, the one and only Ed Daly. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just was I was well, a little bit shocked when it's Haven't played in a while. All right. No, it's okay. Jump the gun, Ed. Get in there. Well, Get in it's there just, do your thing. You said you broke your teeth. I was like, well, we let's no, let's no, discuss no. this. You seemed like you were ready to move past breaking. I know. If it I happened know. as a kid, that's different. I thought like <laughs> we, you know, when a man in his forty forties breaks his teeth, that's something else. You know, the mileage the listeners of this show got out of my wrist situation and are still that was an amazing story. Sorry, and are still getting out of my wrist situation. Wrists. Plural. If you're, I'm trying not to say too many S's. If you're new to the program, um, a little, a year and a half ago, I broke both of my wrists in an accident. A girl was spotting you, right? I was being spotted by a woman on a particularly heavy squat, and it did not go well. So uh, this is this. You know, I shouldn't have brought it up. We should. Yeah, not. We'll, we'll just move past. I look. I didn't want to bring up an old childhood memory. It just yes. seemed like it just happened to you. Uh, See, I, I didn't. I don't watch. I've told you, I don't watch Bill Maher because it's like just everyone who has a dissenting opinion gets booed, and everyone yeah. gets cheered for saying yes. you know a liberal yeah. idea. I'm like, I don't. I don't. That does nothing for me. But I saw like just the clip of that guy Milo on there, mm-hmm. and he, and Mar got pantsed. The only reason yeah. why I clicked on it is like, all right, we've got two blowhards of different points of view. Like I, I, maybe I'd see a, a good argument and he just let the guy spout his usual bullshit hatred. And luckily Larry Wilmore was there to, to drop a go fuck yourself. Yeah. I didn't watch the, cause that happened in the non televised portion. Yeah. I just clicked on like, I yeah. just clicked on like part of it and Bill Maher was doing nothing. I've seen it going around. I watched the televised portion and it seemed like, um, 
Marr had more the agenda of, hey, we need to stop freaking out about what people are saying and concentrate on what's important. And so he didn't, like, he didn't challenge him. He didn't say, you said this, uh, you know, you said this about Muslims or you said this about transsexuals. Like, he didn't, he didn't bring up any of the stuff that the guy's renowned for, you know. The guy's famous for, for being an asshole. I know. Like, yeah, you should just, it's like, if you wanted to get into, if you wanted to get into like policy argument with somebody that I really don't agree with, whether it's Jeff Sessions or something, that's one thing. Which I think you know Jeff Sessions is is pretty you know confirmed racist policies and stuff in his past, but he does it in in a like a political context. This guy Milo is yeah. just outright calling Leslie Jones, saying Leslie Jones can barely read and yes. stuff like that. Like he's doing overtly yes. racist things and like. That if you're gonna have a troll on your show, you should just firebomb them. Like, you should be crushing them. And then then only the one guy did it. Just give him, give him a chance. Well, I'll have to watch the overtime thing. Just give him a chance. That's my thing. Is like, don't stop these people from talking. You should let them talk more. You should let people hear more of how ridiculous they sound and call them out on. Yeah, of course, and how obvious. It is that they're just trying to get a reaction out of people. They're not, they're not, they don't really, I, I maintain that these people do not hold these insane views. They say things to get a reaction. They play a character to get people to react. And if you, and if you want people to, to form an opinion about these people or to, to know that they're assholes, just let them talk. So let them say their stupid shit because people will hear him and go, oh, that guy fucking sucks. This is who everybody's talking about. Fuck him. Um, so, yeah, I'll have to watch the – I'll have to see what The, the one thing that I will say is some people probably turn into OJ where, like, I think part of OJ doesn't think he did it anymore. That's true. That is true. Like, no. I think some people just keep spewing – like, we talked about that guy Alex Jones – I could yes. see it starting as an act, and then he's – I mean, when you scream that much, maybe you just start to convince yourself. That's a good point. That's a good point. But yeah. I, and, yes. and then I, I have a more personal thing. I, oh. I was accused I, – I said – I told Good you about personal. this. I was yeah. accused of unfollowing somebody on Twitter. That's I haven't right. – my, my Twitter account is static. Yes. Like, yes. The only, like I've, I've only knowingly unfollowed uh, on a couple occasions. One, like I woke up one morning and I got a few messages. Hey, thanks for following me back. And I was like, what? And it had followed like a thousand accounts for me. And Shut I just, up. And I just unfollowed for like an hour. Just sat there with <laughs> the unfollow button. That yeah. was like – I don't know. It was a year and a half ago or so. Yes. Uh-huh. And then another time was a friend of the show who I like very much, but oh. just was interested. And I'm not going to single him out, but I'm going to reach out to him. We need to know. Like, he knows I, I like him. him. And great, yeah. I, I love him. I think he's very funny. He just, you know, there might be a lot of spring football updates or draft <laughs> NFL draft for teams that I don't follow. So, but I, I like him, yes. but I, it was just—it was too much. One day, one day, I was just trying to look at some jokes, and I was getting a lot of. Uh, I know what that's like I know what you spring mean. football updates, yes. but anyway, We're ha- I, I'm having him on. Remind me to reach out to yeah, him. Yeah, let's let's have him on. And then besides that, I don't yes. unfollow. Like it's the same for it's the same number of people I followed for like three years, and um, and my my I used to have like probably about 300, 400 more followers than I do now. It's yeah, just too. steadily gone down for the last just, few years. It, yeah, it just falls. It just falls. goes slower but, and slower. I, re- I wish I had some titties to put in my avatar. Trust me, if I, if I were following you, I wouldn't yeah. see your message. I, I, I am on Twitter for like 
30 seconds here and there. Like I'll look at a few jokes and then I'll move, move on. And then um, mostly I told you, I just use it for like sports. I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't, I, I don't spend, I used to just like sit there for like a half hour and just read jokes for a half hour. And I was like, this is not, not no. good use of my time. Yes. I don't, well, it's very, and uh, we are as, it has been well documented on this show. We are very much in the hashtag fuck Trump category here on this show. Right. Fuck Trump. Uh, but I don't, there's so much of that on Twitter that it's, you know, well, it's I mean, all I, it is, I hate right? The, yeah. It's all, it, that's all that's happening there. So it's, I, I rarely open Twitter anymore because it's just a lot of it's stuff that I already know. And it's a, an opinions that I mostly share. So I'm not really, I don't really care. But I would say this. I don't know who follows me or has unfollowed yeah. me or what, but you are followed by Ryan Philippi, who's dreamy. And I'm very jealous of that. And yes, he, that was he, somebody I have followed in the yes. last few years because I saw one day yeah. Ryan Phillippe is following you, and I was like, well, let me go follow him back. We can he, start a friendship. Yes, if he followed me, I would certainly follow him back, and I would, or I might just follow him. I might just try to troll him into a follow, and then I would check every day to make sure that he continued to follow me. You, you know, it's so funny. Well, yeah. two things. I should just point out. We have uh, DM'd back and forth a couple times. Oh, Probably. shut up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so fucked up of you. He's a good dude, yeah. pal of mine. Yeah. But it's funny. Uh, like on two different occasions, he responded to a tweet, like on Twitter, yeah. like "Oh, that's so funny" or something. He wrote something oh, like that, right? Son of a bitch. No, no, no. But it's yeah. this is complimentary to him. <laughs> and immediately, and you know how when somebody replies to that, you just get copied on anybody's yes. reply. Yeah. So immediately there's like 15 girls like you are so fucking hot or I want to fuck you. Like shut up. Like from him telling me that a, a joke is funny and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like I want to fuck you and it's like Jesus. How how is life how do you how do you go through life like that? It's got to like, be it, a tough life. It's just it's just got to be you, you could say tough but it's just got to be such a different experience than yeah. than we can possibly comprehend. Yes, no, I totally, yes, I totally agree with you. It's, it's crazy. There's, there are, there's a place in this world where men, there's a, there's a level you can ascend to of attractiveness or notoriety where right. men are pursued by women in the same way that women are typically pursued by men. Right. It's crazy. What the crazy. fuck is that? Imagine. <laughs> Like to not, the only work you have to do is filtering, like deciding what you don't want to yes. find. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, is this at my, a, a buddy of mine told, told me one time he was at, um, this is a guy that he's, he's just America's guest. He goes to all these parties and he just walks in and just, he's not invited. He doesn't have a pass and he's just always around. He can get in these places. And he told me one time the, um, here in Newport Beach, California, the the Yankees were having a party like after a game at a club, and they'd rented out the whole club, and it was just it was the Yankees' private party, and it was just the Yankees, Tiger Woods, my buddy, and uh, hundreds of chicks. And he said he was walking around. He bummed a chew off of uh, Jason Giambi, and he was just walking around the party. And he said Derek Jeter was in one corner sitting in a booth and Tiger Woods was in another corner sitting in a booth and they were just both having women. Women were like taking meetings with them. They were just being brought over one at a time here. It's your turn to it's, talk to, it's your turn to be interviewed. That's uh, and the weird thing is if you, 
I, it's just hard to believe that a woman would choose Tiger Woods. I mean, you know, I know there's <laughs> he's wealth such an, and stuff. He's such a nerd, I know. He's the dorkiest looking guy. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> like, it's just, if there are other guys, like, yeah. there are some really, like, I'm sure, no matter what era there there was, there were some good looking Yankees. Like, it, it doesn't have to be... <laughs> the, Woods the, or yes. Jeter, it could be. I mean, I, I don't Jorge know who. Posada. Maybe Par, Carl Pavano might have been on the team. There, there are Jim some Lairitz. guys. Yeah, I mean, any, any, Mike any Messina. Of, I would rather have sex with Posada than uh, Tiger Woods. You know who wasn't bad looking? Tino Martinez. That's right. Very handsome dude. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you think? What about Shane Spencer? Or no, no, was it Shane? Sp- yeah, Shane. He's the guy who hit like a bunch of homers, and yeah. everyone in New York is like, "Oh." Babe Ruth 2.0, and then it turned out like, no, those were all the home runs he was going to hit. But also, he was a scab. He crossed oh, the lines. So all those, whenever they have like one of those Yankees commemorative weekends where you can, you know, go, they'll all be signing or something. He never right. gets he never gets invited, and he can't share in any of that because that's funny. Those the, they draw those lines pretty hard. Yes, I agree. I I think of Tiger Woods as the Chappelle Show version of Tiger Woods, like the real. Right. Li- that's just who I see when I when I picture him. <laughs> Huge that's dork. Um, two things. Mm-hmm. One, I just I want to shout out. I haven't been checking our iTunes reviews, guys. Go to iTunes right now. iTunes.com or open your iTunes app. Make sure you're subscribed to the show there. And when you subscribe to the show, click five stars. And then leave a review like our very own David San Clemente did when he said, life changing, five stars. The plaque for second place is in the ladies' room. And oh. that's why these dudes are in the men's room. A first rate must listen show. I think that's a little that's in a little allusion to your proclivities there, Ed. Hanging out oh. in the men's room. That's what he's saying. Oh, I thought it was some sort of top gun reference or something. No, yeah, it could be. Don't they say something like, oh the Second place. Oh, that's right. Yes. Something like Second that, right? Second place. Tri- yes, that's right. Because they knew the places. That was. <laughs> you guys should go back. and We reviewed Top Gun on the show. It was a two-parter. I think it's like episode 121 or something. Go back. Oh, that was a def- pretty good one. Go back and definitely listen to, to that because it's amazing. We're going to do. We, we, gotta, we have a good one coming this yeah, summer. Yeah, we got yeah, a plan. I An anniversary one. one. Yeah, but I say we do one in like a month. Like a spring. Yeah, yeah a spring, spring. Spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that. The second thing is I'm I'm basically super dad, Ed. And yeah. I am – so I'm taking my kids skiing this week. Wow. I'm taking them to Utah. It's just me and the two children. And the reason I'm taking them is because they have no school because there exists something in modern school districts that did mm-hmm. not exist in my childhood, and it's something called Ski Week. Have you heard of this? No. Do you go to private school? No, is that- no. This is my my children go to public school, and all the districts Ski around week. here where I live, they get it. This isn't spring break. Spring break comes up in in March or April, and this isn't uh, Christmas break or winter break because that already happened. This is in between those two things. It's called Ski Week. It's a week of time that your kids don't have school. That you have to find some There's shit no for them way to do. a school calendar says ski week. Well, it's called I can't remember what it's called. It's not called ski week, but winter it's, break, it's midwinter break. Yeah, but it's it's colloquially referred to as ski week, and it's bullshit. It's a bullshit extra. It week. is bullshit. These kids, these kids get a day off every week. But but do they not? They probably don't get some of the other 
regular holidays. There was like somebody, somebody was like trying to shake things up when I was a kid. And like one year we had one of these types of weeks, like one of these, uh, you know, extended breaks that weren't spring break. But then we started like not getting off for Columbus Day or some of the other, you know, Mm, holidays during the year. And I was like, well, I'd rather just kind of have a three day weekend here and there. Yes. More than just getting a week. No, I get that, but they still get it. Well, Columbus Day is not a holiday anymore. I mean, it's just horrible. I, I was just, I was trying to think it, of Veterans probably, Day or something. There'll be, there's like some holidays that are not Christmas Columbus, and Thanksgiving. Columbus That's Day is probably still a holiday in New Jersey now, right? Oh, it a hundred percent is. It's a. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think there's I tell, a Sopranos I, episode about this. I live next door to Columbus Park. Like yeah. it's right next to where I live, and uh, when there was snow on the ground, I, my. Uh, <laughs> My son and I were throwing snowballs at Columbus, trying to yeah. see if we can hit him in the face. Yeah. And nuts. Yeah. We we're just messing around, and somebody goes, "Have a little respect, will you?" And I was <laughs> debating, I was debating whether or not I should, you know, teach this guy a little history lesson. Yeah. And then I remembered Bad that I, I shouldn't do that. Instead, I would whisper to him, "This guy has no idea that Columbus was a complete." Uh, I said jerk to, right. to my son, but like, yeah, and I explained genocide and stuff like that. I was like, you know, Columbus is not someone to be respected. Were you thinking about giving the guy a history lesson, and then you looked over and he was wearing a velour tracksuit, and he was about eighty-seven pounds overweight, and he had a gold <laughs> pinky ring and a, a giant gold St. Christopher's medal around his neck, and no, no visible shirt on underneath the tracksuit. Let's just say yes for the sake of the story. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Ed, special yeah. programming note this week. We have a guest. We have this is this is a podcast I've been checking out lately. As you know, I'm pretty into beer. Yeah, I'm, sure. I, I would like to be more into beer. Fortunately, I'm a fat person. And I'm, I'm in a major struggle to be less of a fat person, which, but almost kind of makes it better because you look forward to those beers and you enjoy those beers. So I've been checking out this new podcast, or I don't know, it's not necessarily a new podcast, but it's new to me. It's called The Unfiltered Gentleman. And the host of that show, Greg Jones, joins us now. How are you doing, Greg? Hey, fellas. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Hey, thanks. Right. Thanks you very much for coming on the show. We are we are definitely beer lovers here. A lot of our listeners, obviously beer lovers. This is a guy-centric show. We are beer people. Tell people that may not have heard of your show a little bit about your podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, about the podcast, look, if you love beer, you should be loving craft beer. That's the big cool thing nowadays. I mean, Stone kind of started off with the Firestone out here in California. That's right. Um it's just, it's so cool now to chase down beers and try new craft beers and, and to go up and down the coast and across the country. And every time I'm on vacation, I turn to a beer cation. A, because why the F not? But B, because like so everybody's making like just delicious beer left and right. So we like to talk a lot about beer, beer news. We're like you guys in the sense that we talk a lot about guy stuff. We have our beer babe of the week. We do a little sports talk and all that. So it's just a good time to crack open and uh, cheers with us. Fantastic. You are a California guy like I'm a California guy. And we absolutely in in general, we are living in really the golden age of beer. There are so many amazing breweries, people making interesting, new and different kind of beers. But here – 
where we live, Southern California, this is like beer Valhalla, is it not? This, this, is, <laughs> this is the center of the world's beer making process, don't you think? Absolutely. In fact, I took a trip to San Diego for my little oh. Christmas, New Year's trip. Yeah. I, I just call it Mecca. It was a yeah. beercation of Mecca. Yeah. Did you? Okay. So uh, most of the most of the best breweries are in San Diego. A couple of my favorites, Modern Times. That's probably my and favorite. Brian, does that hurt right you? Now. Does that hurt you that he just he named a town instead of a county? Yes. He just said San Diego. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> We're, to we're be gonna, fair, San Diego is also a county. San Diego is oh, a county. Oh, He's, okay, he is referring okay. to the county. We got we got in a regional chat last week, Greg, because oh, I heard all about it. Yes, yeah, so we <laughs> we talk. We everything is so f- spaced out, so far apart here. So you wouldn't say, "Oh, I went down to El Cajon or Escondido." You just <laughs> say, "I went to San Diego" because you went to you probably went to five different towns in San Diego to all the, to taste all the different beers, right? <laughs> oh, at least I mean, Stone is in Escondido, but yeah. whoever knows what Escondido is, right? It's way inland, it's way hot, and that place is the greatest place you could ever imagine. It is the just it's like beer heaven. It's literally like beer heaven. It's beautiful, it's cool, the food's really good, and they just have every beer you could ever imagine. I am I am pretty much exclusively an IPA guy. And these days I've been reading there's been sort of like a lot of um I feel like blowback on the hoppiness of beers. Like people are are have started to say that beers are, have become overhopped and they're too bitter. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I agree to some extent. Now, mm-hmm. look, there's always a place and a time for a nice kick in the teeth, yep. double I, triple IPA, whatever you want. Uh, one of my favorite places up here in Westlake Village, they have, or they had for a while, called Craig's Nirvana. It's at Five Threads. And it was 250 IBUs. Oh, that's, that's just, that's insane. What, what was the alcohol it, content? I believe it was uh, 10, so it was double yeah, digits. Too strong. For sure. Yeah, it was kicking strong. the teeth, and you didn't really want more than you know four ounces at a time. Right. But what I really like is there's this movement to balance things out and to have you know a hundred IBU IPA, but when IBUs international bittering units for right. those who aren't uh, big into it, and but still be able to balance it out with enough malts to where your girlfriend can have a sip and not want to punch you in the balls. Um, yeah, I heard you on your most recent show. You guys were talking about Firestone Luponic Distortion. That's like a oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker for these. Anything that's like special edition or they only do a little bit of, I'm always going to look for it. And this is like a series of beers where they do, they, they make a different brew and, and they put it out as they make it. Um, and I, I'm into those because they are, they're hoppy beers usually and they're, but they're not super boozy. Like I'm, I, you can only drink so many 8% beers when they, when somebody mm-hmm. comes out with a nice, Six and a half, seven percent easy drinker that's got some bite to it. That's my wheelhouse of beers right there. Absolutely. People scoff at those session IPAs. And the reason they're session IPAs is they're lower in alcohol, so yep. you can drink more in a session. Yeah. And uh, people scoff like, oh, it's only five and a half percent. Like, yeah, but you're going to have eight or nine of those today while you're watching a full exactly. day of football. You're not going to want a 10% or all day long. No, you can't. You well, can't you're not watching that. a full day of football. No, right. that's for sure. You're, t- you're watching you're a, watching a full half quarter. day of football and taking a nice long nap and then watching another half day of football. Yeah, you get the first half day of football and then you're waking up for Monday night football. Exactly. Well, we are stoked. Thank you for joining us, Greg. Uh, feel Thanks free for to me. chime question in. I have. Oh yeah. I, I I felt maybe a little jealous because uh, it was a couple episodes I was listening where you you talked about people sending in beer. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. I, and I felt one. We don't we don't seem to have listeners that are that kind. But th- then I thought, well, if it's somebody's home brew, are you a little creeped out by it? Like, 
who knows what they're up to. They're <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it can be dicey. Cause, I mean, honestly, you can get sick from beer. And uh, it's all about the sanitation and that kind of stuff. We have one guy. His name is James. He's super nice. And luckily, he's like a friend of a friend of a friend. And everything I've heard about him is... a little bit. Yeah, he has a super legit setup in his garage. And he's and I've been texting him back and forth lately because I just started home brewing. So he I'm okay with. Uh, I've had some other listeners just send us you know, some beer they bought from their region that they thought we should try. So it's been pretty awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I like that. I've had people send me beer before, Ed. Like ones they made or no, 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 like no, 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 I've never gotten anybody's home brew. That's what I'm saying. So I've had their locals. Brew, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. But yeah. like somebody's home brew, like just like if somebody sent me cookies, I'd be like, man, I'm, I'm good with not eating this. Like yeah. my son brought home like, oh, Judy made a ba- a batch of cookies and brought them <laughs> home, and I was like, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's make cookies uh, at home. Oh and no. I- a sweep these into the garbage. Oh, can. you're such a princess. I'd be all over those cookies. Like what? Did they look yeah. good? I don't I mean, like people's baked goods. No. I don't Judy is a little know, dicey. Yes. I don't want to know. I don't want to know their sanitary habits in the kitchen. I'd like to just stick to what I, what is, what is coming out of my kitchen. If it, no if baked it, goods. If it were homebrew brewed beer, I would need some documentation. I would need like vetted video or some documented photography <laughs> to make sure that yeah. they weren't doing their fermentation Filter process. through somebody's socks. Yeah. In, in a bathtub or something. Can, can I tell you this with homebrew? I mean, you're never going to know if they like teabag the batch and then, then right. they ship it to you. That's right. But if it, if it smells off, I mean, if they tell you it's, it's an IPA and it smells like apple juice, that means something went wrong with the, sanit- uh, the sanitizing and all that stuff. Mm. And you do not want to drink it. You'll be puking that night. That's right. right. Smell so test. smell your beer. Smell your beer. That's, that's great advice. Or just like get a neighbor to sip some of it first. Or right. Or that cat life. you hate from down the street. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Uh, okay. Let's. Greg, thank you for joining us. Stoked to have you. you on. We're going to bullshit a little bit about sports and not sports. Hang out, crack wise, be comfortable. You are our guest. I love it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Ed, what is going on in the world of sports? What do we need to know about? Well, I'd say the uh, the big news from the unwatchable NBA All-Star Weekend was not the <laughs> slam dunk contest, not the game, not the Boogie Cousins trade. It was Kyrie Irving is a flat earth truther. Uh, in an interview with Cleveland teammates Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson on their podcast, Road Trippin', Irving explained to his Cavs teammates with an authoritative tone that there are aliens living somewhere in the universe and Earth is a flat surface. This is not even a conspiracy, he said. The Earth is flat. What I've been taught is that the Earth is round, Irving explained. But I mean, if you really think about it from a landscape of the way we travel, oh, no. the way we move and the fact that can you really think of us rotating around the sun and all the planets aligned, rotating in specific dates, being perpendicular with what's going on with these planets and stuff like this? The truth is right there. You just got to go searching for it. I've been searching for it for a while. Now, guys, since Kyrie is so good at searching for the truth, do you think we should be searching for the academic course load required under Coach K at Duke? Yeah, I, I think Coach K should be blamed for this because this guy, I know he didn't you know, matriculate the full four years there at Duke, but, but he had to pass classes in high school. He had to be academically right. eligible through the fall. It's, it's known to be a good school. My thing is that like, assuming you are a flat earth truther, like you really, you really hold that belief, but you know that it's at the very least an unpopular opinion. What's the benefit of sharing it publicly? 
is, 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 and to me, it's the byproduct of the end of shame. Like people, especially from Kyrie Irving's generation, they don't know that they're supposed to be embarrassed that they have crazy or stupid ideas. They've just been encouraged. They want, people want their parents want them to have self esteem. So they're like, Hey, the earth is flat because the, the shame doesn't exist anymore, at least among young people. Yeah, this is that are... whole like participant trophy issue. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, Too many ribbons. What would be the end game? Why? What would be the what would be the goal for everybody lying about Earth? Yeah, like, what, Pythagoras. What's the mean? advantage? Yes. Yeah, like Pythagoras, five hundred BC. Like, what was his goal? And then, what was the goal of the astronauts to take a picture or to make up a picture of what they were seeing? Like, what what would be the end goal? You don't have to be very high in the air to see the curvature of the Earth. Like, there's pictures. No. You like we it's, we know tons of pictures. Yes, it's not. It's not like it's not like Stanley Kubrick that like they enlist Stanley Kubrick every time they get footage from the International Space Station. Like it's just there. It's prob- there's probably a, a live cam that you can look at anytime you want. Right, but what? But if he's he's saying that that type of live footage is a sham, like what would be their yeah. advantage? Okay. NASA or whoever. Like what? What are they gaining? And and like just. Just like simple things, like so. Then by that logic, he thinks there's an end. Like yeah. it's like a Roadrunner cartoon. Like whoops, I went, I went past the edge of the earth. Yeah, like why doesn't the ocean like fall off the side? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, is he one of those flat Earth people that thinks it's like a pancake, or is he back in Columbus's day where when you hit the edge, like you fall off? Yeah, I th- or does he say it's like uh, like it's um, uh, Pac Man where you would go out the left hand of the screen and then just come back on the right? <laughs> oh yeah. Or it's like the Truman Show where you get to the edge, but there's like a <laughs> dome <laughs> that encases the whole thing. So you're just like, thunk, thunk, thunk. Like, what's going on here? Oh, it's like playing Grand Theft Auto. You just kind of like run back into yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it's a glitch. Glitch of can the you, solar can you imagine? Can you imagine if uh, Galileo, a guy who like the, the church during the Inquisition is like, they're, they're like, hey, listen, just admit we're right and we won't kill you. And he's like, no, I, I, the truth is the truth. And I've, I've got to stand by this. And then like, people are like, well, it's my belief. The earth is just not round. Like he's, yes. he's just fine with that. No, no, no. Like fuck facts. We don't care about facts. I, this is what my belief, your belief is like, if the Eagles are good, that you can say that's your belief. Well, that's no I one's mean, belief. Ed. You would, you wouldn't be right, but I'm just saying somebody could believe that. Like you're into skateboarding, you're into country music, whatever it is. Yeah. Like that's a belief that like, a fact. This is not a belief. It's just, it's ridiculous. The earth is round. I, I agree with you there. Can we put the blame on who really deserves it? Who's that? No, Daddy LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He, he's an enabler. That's a problem. Yeah, exactly. He's enabling this kind of, uh, outsane or insane, uh, outrage to, to go on. He needs to, as the team leader, get in that locker room and backhand somebody. That's true. Yeah. He needs to lay it down. I agree. Uh, Ed, what else is going on? All right, let's uh, move to the NFL. Former Lions cornerback Stanley Wilson was arrested yesterday in Oregon for trying to break into someone's house and then removing all of his clothes when police arrived. It's the third time in the past year that he's been arrested while naked. The first time he tried it last June, that ended with the homeowner shooting him in the abdomen. For that break-in... And and for that break-in, he was sentenced to 10 days in jail. That was just last week. Um, but the second naked arrest occurred in January where he was found naked outside a stranger's house, but he didn't attempt to break in. Then last week, just four days after he was sentenced to 10 days in jail, uh, he went naked inside, uh, and broke in again. Uh, 
So, guys, considering Stanley Wilson's first two naked escapades didn't go so well, do you think you should have played some music first, or like what 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 was the goal here? Like, what, I mean, once you're shot, don't you don't you try a different approach? Yeah, I think you would think so. Yeah, I think that would be the end of my being naked days is that surviving a gunshot. Like, well, did shit, you hear? Sorry, did you hear the quote that he released afterwards? He said, "I want to thank God and my biggest mentors in life, Ryan Leaf and Johnny Manziel." <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, now it's all coming. And also, remember, his dad is the guy, the the uh, Bengals running back that got suspended the day of the Super Bowl for Yayo. Oh yeah, he Makes went sense. on a crack bender. He, he, yeah, he went on a bender. Or they, he did he just go missing? He didn't get he didn't get suspended. He just yeah, he just like, didn't show disappeared up. Yeah. The night before the Super Bowl. I miss the days when somebody would go on a crack bender the day before the Super Bowl. That never happens anymore. Yeah. Um, no, it's not PC enough. It's, I feel like this Stanley Wilson's loved ones, they know that this guy has a problem with getting naked too often. And I, I feel like they could do the same thing they do with sleepwalkers where they could just tie him up in a, like a sleeping bag and then padlock <laughs> the sleeping bag closed. So he could just not, he could never get nude. No. Uh, so he's 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 a never nude. Yeah, he would he would be a force. <laughs> Make him Tobias Funke. He would be a force never nude. And then if he if he had to take a leak or something, you'd be like, all right. And someone ha- would walk him over and undo the padlock, and then pull down the sleeping bag, and then he could piss. And then they'd have to wrap him back up and then lock the lock. And then that way they could save him for himself. That's how they get sl- um, sleepwalkers to get from jumping out of second floor windows. It's a good it's a good strategy. Hey. The only problem is. Uh, they would also have to cut off his supply of drugs. I'm guessing uh, that's true. Oh, yes. Oh man, somebody would have to light the crack up like, for him. <laughs> this guy's like five eleven. Who can't stop him from keeping his clothes on? Yeah, exactly. His neighbor. Well, his neighbor already <laughs> shot him. He's like, well, what else do I have to do? I shot you in the stomach. He's. I feel like there's a script here. Like the the never knew or the the always nude that just keeps coming. Like he can't be killed. He can't be stopped. And he's always naked. <laughs> Okay, what else, Ed? Like high school. All right, we're we're moving to uh, to my, my the shame of my state. Fat idiot Chris Christie recently went on a New York sports station, uh, maybe to distract from the fact that the president just forced him to eat meatloaf at the White House, or maybe to explore Most. a new career since his political one is surely over. Um, when he was on the air, he talked trash about the Phillies. The Phillies suck. They're an awful team. They're an angry, bitter fan base. Now, guys, do you think shitting all over a team that's supported by half his state will hurt his approval rating, or is it impossible to go lower than the current 18%? He, is he still a governor? The problem is, is everything fell apart for him, I think, right after he had just been reelected. So I think this fall he's done. Yeah. So like for the last like two years, it's just been just, you know. I mean, because he was openly campaigning to get, you know, to work in the White House. My thing is... This Chris Christie is a known liar, and I just don't know how he expects us to believe that he had to be coerced into consuming meatloaf. <laughs> I feel like he, he that, that is a that is a very unhealthy lunch. Him and Trump. He always has a meatloaf in his pocket. 
Like he never, he's never too far. You know how bodybuilders always have some sort of protein on hand. He's always got like a sleeve of donuts (laughs) nearby. Pocket full of meatloaf. Yes. He's got, he's got. What you you didn't see was that he was forced to eat it rectally. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, he can't, he can't take in enough calories to keep that mass going just orally. So he has to, he has to have some sort of feeding tube also going at the same time. I'm not sure how, maybe they just put it directly into the stomach. I don't know. He's very fat. How about last? Last year when he, or was it last year when he dressed up in like a baseball uniform? Yes. That, that was, was really, that was really tough to look at. How do you get talked into that? You, if you know you look like that, you're like, hey, I'll show up, I'll wave my hand, but I'm not playing in the game. You know, just come up with the knee injury or the, you know, something, there's some it's reason like wearing you can't stirrups. play. He was all into it. Yeah, he was, he, and he had his pants pulled up. So he had the gunt where his belly, his, his belly went under the belt. Yeah. Oh well, no, he went. He went. Yeah, that's right. He went under the belt. Like, like at that point, buddy, let it hang over. What are you doing? Of course. Yes. Yeah. His moose knuckle game was on fleek. That's yes, for sure. <laughs> My name is Brian. Song never gets old, Ed. It's mm, a delightful song. I've never. Loved a song that directly accuses me of being a homosexual more. <laughs> I like this part right here. The crescendo. Ah, oh, yeah, beautiful. Just really so well put together, guys. We've hit upon the various instances of my juvenile delinquency here on the show before. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was pretty a pretty regular occurrence for me was the old letter home. Oh. I was always trying to intercept report cards, get in the mail, like forging signatures on things that progress Classic. reports that had to be signed and returned, changing Fs to Bs, like... I had the whole thing. There was a there was a time when I was constantly having to call my parents and telling them I had detention, and they would like march you down to the office, and you have to dial up your mom at work. And so I would oh, like, that's a real drag. I would try to like not dial the right, or I would try to dial the wrong number. But She's like, not there. Oh, she didn't answer, or I would pretend like I was talking. to her. Hey, mom. Yeah, detention again. Anyway, there was a lot of that. Well, some kid in England, his dad got a letter home, and it was. Not quite as bad as the reasons I used to get them. More funny, but it's just interesting that a school would think that this would need to be a reason. Dear blank, that's the dad. Although this is not a behavior, this is the behavior with a U. That's how you know it's the queen's Oh, energy. yeah. Right, right. Although this is not a behavior letter as such, I'm writing to inform you of something that has come to our att- attention and that you may wish to discuss further with... Blank, the kid. Blank, the kid, and a few of his friends often make up characters, give them amusing names, and then they have exciting adventures at playtimes. This, in itself, is an imaginative and creative pastime and causes no harm. However, it has come to our attention that one of the characters has the name 
Wildo the Dildo. (laughs) And this has, I'm sure you can understand, raised some concerns with us. On further discussion, none of the children said that they knew what it meant. Well, they do now. But we're aware that it was an inappropriate word to be using. One of the children said they picked up the word on the playground. So we will be following this up further and dealing with accordingly. I hope you can appreciate the reason I am informing you of this matter. And please do not hesitate to contact me if you wish to discuss it further. Wildo the dildo, guys. What? Doesn't this seem like sort of innocuous? It's just a silly rhyming name. It's not like how they, old was the kid? Do we know? Ten, he was ten. It's it's not like they made up a character called Darren the Fleshlight or Steve the Butt Plug, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Wildo the dildo would be way more entertaining than some of the shit when we were kids, like Grape Ape uh, or the Great oh, Space Grape Coaster. Or, yeah, or 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 Davy and Goliath. The worst. <laughs> The worst, it was like you would just be desperate because it, it would be on at a weird hour and like that's all there was for cartoons. And I, I was thinking about this the other day and every every potential moment of fun for Davey was met with Goliath just giving him a guilt trip. Yeah, he's a, like, he's dude, a real dude, dude, Dave. He was his conscience. Davey, you seem to be enjoying that ice cream cone. Do you know Mary Stewart down the street hasn't eaten in three weeks? <laughs> like, it was just a big bummer, the whole show. <laughs> How come I saw you humping the pillows last night? Wasn't uh, wasn't that a Mormon church sponsored program? I I think it was Lutheran. It was something, but it was definitely it definitely had a religious. And it would be like you know the episode would be like I probably saw twenty of them, hoping one time it would be good, and I was like you know six, and so I didn't know better. But it was always like he would get a toy and he'd be really into it, and the Goliath would be like, you know, Davy. Toy robots can't love you back. And like, just shit like that. He'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, Goliath. Just have him put down. I mean, here's the real injustice here, though. If, if you guys really look into this story, the problem is the teacher, had she read the entire thing, she knows a feel good story about Wildo the dildo trying to find his best friend, Bernie the butt beads. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the kid is showing imagination. Happiness it has a nice it has a nice ring to it. Totally. Like, I mean, it's a when my it's kid a fun makes name. up stories. When my kid makes up stories, they're usually like really boring or terrible names. Wildo the dildo has a nice ring to it. Oh yeah, K- kids are n- so boring in general. Like every story they tell, no beginning, oh, no middle, on on. no end, yeah. no resolution. Yeah, what you tell you tell me a story about Wildo the dildo? I'm on the edge of my seat. Totally. I want to know what happens to Wildo the dildo. I'm you interested. hooked me at the title. Yes, yeah, exactly. yes, exactly. I'm in. Keep going. Are you guys, you guys like to dance? You guys big dancers? No, way too white. I, um, I mean, I've got, you're, you're Mr. White Man's Overbite, yeah, right? You do I'm, the- I'm known to dance, but only as a means of making fun of myself. Like I don't, I don't dance well, obviously. No. Uh, which might've been a problem. I'll read you from the story. This happened in India. According to the Hindustan Times, 21-year-old Katan Shervadkar was chilling out and getting super drunk with his buddy, 24-year-old Ankush Jadav. Okay, seems like a good night out. 
It was at a birthday party. They'd organized for a mutual friend. But things took a turn, guys, when Sher Vadkar reportedly asked Jadav to dance with him. Oh, no. Oh, no. And his friend refused, at which point he grew angry, and they got into a physical altercation that culminated with the dance lover striking the dance refuser with a wooden board. Jesus. Yeah, things took a turn. Livid at Jadav's denial, Sherdvakar started arguing with him, and it snowballed into a fight in which he got domed with a wooden plank. Though Jadav was rushed to trauma care, he succumbed to the injuries at 6 a.m. Oh, man. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm laughing at this. And <laughs> Shervakar was arrested, and he's probably going to get locked up in Indian prison for this. Guys, isn't murder by wooden board the more palatable option when faced with the potential of dancing with another dude? Yeah, I mean, that changes the dynamics of their friendship very quickly right there. Yes. Like, oh, uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's rethink things. But but still, like to be forced to dance is ah, the worst. I mean, that's why when I go to weddings, I tell you, I prefontaine it because I know I'm going to be forced to dance. So I might as well be way deep by the time the dancing starts. I so Yes, go. Sorry. So what you're telling me is this guy did something, you know, potentially gay by asking another man to dance with him. What's well, return- hold on, hold on. It's, it's no judge. This is no judgment zone, Greg. Like what is, no, what's no. gay about dancing with another dude? Yeah. First of all, hey, as Seinfeld says, there's nothing wrong with it. That's right. No. Everybody's <laughs> but, having fun. Yeah. Everybody's having fun. So he asked another man to dance with him, which could be perceived as gay. Yes. And so his punishment is to be spanked with a paddle to death. <laughs> yes. That's irony, my friend. That's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, unfortunate situation all the way around. <clears throat> Guys, we have more sex toy related news. Okay, finally. Waldo, on, on Waldo's va- back on Valent. Yes, as a matter of fact, on Valentine's Day, Burger King, which by the way is the trashest of all the major fast food outlets. I'm going to You know, the, I was talking to somebody the other day, yeah. and I felt like when we were kids. Burger King and McDonald's were like, and same with Pepsi and Coke, like they were sort of on the same plane. Now I don't hear about either of the lesser ones anymore. No. Like they've definitely, there's a huge difference now, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, McDonald's is fine. Like it's, it's the same at every single one. Equally. Not, I mean, Burger King. It's not fine. It's okay. Like it's not, it's you know, I have it maybe twice a year, but I, I haven't had Burger King in 25 years because it's so disgusting. Here's chicken fries with a downfall. Here's here's the trashest. I'm gonna make a list of the trashest fast food outlets. Number one, worst to least worst. Number one, Burger King. Mm-hmm. Number two, White Castle. Number two, we don't have White Castle. This needs to be nationwide. It's not go regional here, Ed. Nationwide. Is, isn't there a movie Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Yeah, I mean, like, that I, was a thing. I know what it is, but there isn't one here. Two, Wendy's. Three. Jack in the Box. Uh, let's not go regional. There's nope. there's no Jack in the Box on the East Coast. No, are you kidding? Never. No, no Jack in the Box. Oh, they got, what are you nas- going to say, Carl's Jr. next? Another na- one that doesn't exist. Parties. Yeah, they have, they have national campaigns. Jack in the Box. I thought they were nationwide. Nope. I I can't remember seeing a Jack in the Box commercial. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? It's crazy. Hmm. Well, they're trash. They're the third trashest of the trash. 
fast food. Don't go to one. Uh, on Valentine's Day, Burger King, trash, offered an adult meal at their Israel locations. There's Burger King in Israel? No wonder they hate us yeah. in the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> Adweek reports that each so-called adult meal comes with two Whoppers, two French fries, two beers, and, oh. a, and a romantic <laughs> adult toy inside. Oh, Wow. Guys, do, does BK think that juxtaposed with that their food juxtaposed against a va- veiny eight inch fake dong just so it wouldn't be the most <laughs> unpalatable item in the box? Hey, here's your French tickler and ass tasting burger. How many people do you think tried to eat the dildo first? Yes. Yeah. They could have like, you know what? Give me some ketchup. Let me see if this thing works out better. I, I think it there's been a worse. mistake. Like, what? what what's. Who, Who's going in? They're like, hey, I need to go to I need to go to Burger King to get a, a um I can't think of a sex toy name. <laughs> a Hitachi rabbit, Magic Wand. Yeah, the rabbit. So they got a Whopper and a Whopper. Yeah, three three Whoppers in the box. And like, can you think of a less romantic setting? Like, yeah. like all right, let's uh, let's go fuck. Uh, you know what? Let's go have some disgusting garbage burgers. And then hopefully we get the right sex toy to really put yeah. us in the mood. If we're not shitting our guts out in the next 20 minutes, we could probably <laughs> use this sex toy that we just got. Oh, as soon as I'm done shitting blood, I'm going to use that magic wand on you. Wow. <laughs> hey, you know, they could use the bathroom for two purposes after that. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, one more. <clears throat> for those who miss Breaking Bad, Heisenberg is apparently teaching high school chemistry. Because a teacher has been got, she's in trouble. She might have lost her job for teaching her students how to manufacture methamphetamine. Finally, it's in Florida. It's gonna, I was going to say that you. I'll take some guesses as to where this occurred, and Florida's the obvious answer. But this actually, yeah, only only to be backed up by Germany. Right. Yes, but this actually happened. In America's hat, Canada. Whoa. Yes. What? I'll read you the story. At first, Delight Greenage, they got weird names up in Canada, did not believe her eyes when her 13-year-old son brought home a school handout with instructions on how to make and inject crystal meth. Whoa. Hang on. (laughs) And inject? That seems a little more than just technical. That's, chemistry z- that's zero to a hundred right there. I mean, and also is the mom, the chick who, who banged Hugh Grant. What is it? Delight Greenage. Yes. Divine Brown. Divine, yeah. Yeah. Divine Brown. Do you, was she given the um, David Silver method of, of shooting meth? Like David Silver tried meth right. and he was shooting it up between his toes by the end of the episode. Yeah. That he, he had a quick rise and quick fall. Yes. Quote, I popped a blood vessel, she said. I was in a state of shock. I'm thinking, this cannot be real. It also included a long list of ingredients for the task. Greenidge said her son told her a grade 8, so you know it's in Canada, grade 8 teacher handed it out to students in his drama class at Aaron Mills Middle School in Mississauga, Ontario last week. He claimed the teacher printed it out for his group to dramatize as part of an assignment. It's mind-boggling. 
it could undo a lot of what I've taught him because sometimes he would think the things the teacher says are sometimes more important than the things mom says, says Greenidge. They do have influence and impact. Greenidge said she was particularly disturbed. The teacher had instructed the group to act scared when dramatizing making the drug, but to, quote, act happy when injecting it, according to her son. Guys, is it time we started referring to Canada by its proper name, Igloo, Florida? (laughs) (laughs) It's, it is, I'm wondering what, what she was, was she trying to get people to make it for her? Like, was she just going for broke? Like she just wanted something terrible to happen. What, what was she doing? I don't, I don't, I think, I mean, I didn't re I didn't realize it was a drama class till just now. So obviously they were, you know, doing some kind of play or something. I don't need you. I don't know why you would need the actual ingredients on how to manufacture methamphetamine to dramatize making methamphetamine. Could you just make it up? Yeah, probably. But if if the parents would have gotten so high and mighty and just held off for two more days, they would have realized that lesson number two was don't get high on your own supply. There you go. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe their maybe their kids would have become really good students, like Alex P. Keaton in that one episode of uh, mm. of uh, the Speed episode. Yeah, what was that show called? Family Ties. Family, Family Ties. When he would yeah. he missed his uh, college interview he because out. he was yeah he crashed and 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 then it was blatantly ripped off by Saved by the Bell. That's right. First of all, nobody so passes out from meth. No, it's it's the opposite. He should That's have right. just done more meth. That's right. You you well you pass out probably after eight or nine days, yeah, but for sure. Um, but w- did did they mention something like she was really into say by yeah. the uh, say by I mean uh, <laughs> uh, Breaking Bad? Like did she was she like trying to no no mention of Walter White and or Breaking Bad in the story? yet. I think she just went rogue. I think she was just doing her own thing. Because I was thinking she could be one of those really annoying people who you know when people get like really into a TV show. And they just want, they just keep trying to like work it into a conversation. Oh, reminds me of this episode in uh, whatever, uh, the Kevin Spacey yeah. show. Or yeah. I, I have somebody who keeps bringing up that like, oh, this is like the speech he had in this. And it's like, no, oh, no, I'm not cards. into that show. House of Cards. Yeah. I'm not into that show. So please, or I'm not watching the show. So please don't bring everything up about House of Cards. Didn't I spoil House of Cards for you? Because you were on season one, and then I announced that he becomes the president, and you're like, dude, I just started. No, no, no. Somebody, for me, I watched the first episode, and he started talking to the camera, and I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Listen. I'm over it. I, I'll let Ferris Bueller talk to the camera. You, I don't I don't need to hear you talk to don't, me while you're don't, don't strangling a fourth, dog. Don't break the fourth wall on Ed Daly. Yeah, Absolutely. and then... Hey. Oh, God. Go ahead, Greg. Sorry, Ed, I got a question for you. Yeah. I'm going to go through Brian here. I mean, is it is there anything more annoying in this world when you tell people, like, hey, I'm not cut up or I'm just not watching the show, and yet they continue? That's right. Yes. That's right. And they feel like, no, no, no. You, you, you didn't hear me the first time. I'm going to tell you everything I know and feel. Right. How can you know? What's the one with the dragons? Oh, the dra- uh, yeah. Uh, Power Game Rangers? Of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. How can you not be watching Game of Thrones? I, I watched Never. I watched like the episode where uh where the one guy comes back to life and at that point I was like, Okay, I'm good. And everybody's like, I cannot believe we have to wait until next season. And I was like, No, nah, I stopped watching. They're like, no, no, you'll be back. You'll be back. Like, <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I'm out. I'm out. People get so militant. I totally watch Game of Thrones, but I realize 
about halfway through every season that my watching of Game of Thrones, instead of watching Game of Thrones, I it should just be called waiting to see some titties on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Thank you. It was I a, have yeah. been I've been sold Game of Thrones so many. I've never seen an episode. I'm I'm a heretic, but I've never seen one episode. And everybody that tries to get me to watch it just says, "Well, there's tits." Yeah. Like, yeah, I have the internet. Yeah, there's tits on the yeah, internet there's, too. There's lots of yeah. There's lots of opportunities. You're not a, a ten year old boy in like pre internet days. Like there's there are ways to see tits. And it's and now I feel like I'm stuck with it. Like I'm not. I've watched every season, and there's another season coming up in a couple months, and I'm I gotta watch that. Like I can't quit now. I've come this far. I used to sit back to back with a guy, this this guy named Sheldon, and I don't know gay slang. That's not true. <laughs> and yeah, oh yeah, he was a uh, he was a uh, not not really old, but old enough guy uh, that I worked with, and he was obsessed with the show Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Shut up! What are you talking about? <laughs> Nobody was obsessed <laughs> with that show. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was the whole thing, and like he just could not believe I hadn't watched it, and he would just like recap the show and tell me all these things like the morning after it aired, and I would just stare at him like Larry Sellers and Big Lebowski, like is this your homework, Larry? I just stare at him blankly. Don't don't say yes, no, no question, no follow up questions. I just stare at him blankly until he just petered out. Stop talking about queer eye for the straight guy. (laughs) Petered. (laughs) What's ever talked about queer eye for the straight guy? (laughs) Uh, <laughs> like, oh, how are you asking me if i watch that show of course i don't watch that show i don't care about fashion uh, and even if you watch that show you wouldn't admit it oh <laughs> no sheldon what's a lot of weird shit going on on wall street ed uh, uh, okay greg i want to thank you thank you very much for joining the show the podcast is the unfiltered gentleman i would Check it out. Strongly urge you guys to check it out. Listen to these guys talk about beer, sports, the kind of shit you hear here. Similar. Absolutely. Similar. You guys, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks. Any any right. any other place that where they where people can check you out on the internet, Greg? Look, the easiest way is the unfilteredgentleman.com. From there you can find everything about us. Outstanding. We will definitely have right. you back again. Thank you very much for being a guest on the show. Love yeah, it. Thanks, thank Greg. you guys. Thanks, brother. Ed Daly, joining us now. People have been missing her. She hasn't been here regularly. Of course she's here now. It's our very own pop culture correspondent. Thanks to Greg Jones from The Unfiltered Gentleman, by the way. I thought he did a great job as a guest. Yeah, good job. Very much like to have him back on. But joining us right now is our very own... She needs her own time. She needs her own segment. She can't be encumbered. She can't be held back. Of course, I'm talking about our very own Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, Kate. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. What's happening? You know, just in my pajamas. Yeah. Is, ready is to Brian... Ready some people in on some stuff. Yeah. Do you do you often wear your pajamas to the Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters studio? I, I would say often, do you, yeah. Is that appropriate work attire? Mm, probably not. Because, you know, I like to keep it. Profesh. You're wearing a three-piece suit right now? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I could do my top button um, if you want. Ed Daly, you're going to ask Kate something about me? Oh, is is Brian going crazy? He seems to be very busy in the kitchen tonight. He's, oh. he's very... <laughs> He's very consumed. There's no, there's no kitchen here at the at the palatial baller lifestyle world headquarters. I, I juggle a lot of things while we do this show. Yeah, if I if dinner's not on the table when I get home from work after I've done this podcast, yeah. there yes. is trouble. I'm like a battered woman, <laughs> and she does that thing that all abusers do, where 
she makes it seem like it's my fault. She's like, I wouldn't have to do this if you just did what I told you. If you listened better, I wouldn't have to get this angry. I would, if I didn't have to tell you twice. Yes, exactly. Um, do you guys want to add? I know you're a huge fan of um, award shows. Do you, do you guys want to? The Oscars are on Sunday. Do you guys want to know the odds? You, you want me to tell you who's going to win? Everything sure, but you know, you know what's funny? You yeah. you you sent out an email that said like, uh, let's discuss the Oscars odds or something like that. Yeah. And I honestly thought the Oscars already happened, but I guess that was the Golden Globes. Yeah. So yeah. like I that was like, the, what? We still Globes. have these things? Yeah, they haven't <laughs> happened. Um. So that La La Land is that definitely going to win? It's going to win everything. The it's the odds on favorite for Best Picture, Best Director. Um, best actress Emma Stone, although Ooh. sleeper pick Isabelle Huppert, the French actress from Elle. She, that, Did you see that? Yes, I saw you- it, and the performance was a tour de force. Weird movie, strange I movie. Going to say a tour de France. Yeah, also a tour de France. <laughs> she also rode up the. She acted so well. She rode her bike up the Pyrenees during the movie. Yeah, it was crazy. crazy. I, I think I last saw a French movie like a decade ago. Like I don't. I don't see a ton of foreign language movies. This one I would check out. It's weird. I don't you might not like it. What's the what's the premise? She's a she's a rape victim. She's oh, she's the, delightful. The opening sounds like a real laugh. The opening scene of the movie, spoiler alert, is her being brutally raped. And then, oh, that sounds delightful. And the movie continues. So she this Emma Stone <laughs> really sold it. This Emma Stone, quickly, quickly. Here's my impression. I have a bit of feedback. Here's my, here's my impression Chan. of and me watching any movie featuring Emma Stone 45 minutes into said movie. Hey, is that Emma Stone? Scene. Brian finds it very forgettable. There you go. And scene. Very forgettable. Okay, best actor is Casey Affleck's got this locked up. Um, also, have you seen that movie, Ed? Manchester by the Sea? Talk about a downer. Yeah, that's one people dealing with death. Like it's, I it's not that I never see yeah. depressing movies, but like you got to be in the right mood. He's like you can't definitely go into it. He's very good in that. And um, sleeper there, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, also a very good movie in which Viggo Mortensen shows his very beautiful dick. <laughs> what a shock! That guy loves. Yeah, the best. He's beautiful one with him showing his dick. Was that naked? Yeah. Uh, Russian mafia yes. movie where they're fighting naked. That Eastern Eastern Promises. Oh, and I just thought of the name of the uh, French movie I did see. 2009, yeah. A Prophet. It's a badass movie. Oh. This uh, Arab guy gets sent to a French prison and like there's a whole like uh, dealing with the Corsican mafia oh, and stuff like that. It's a, it's a badass oh, movie. I'm all in. I'm all in. Um, actress, odds on favorite, Viola Davis. She's in something Jeez. called Fences with um, the Denzel one, right? Denzel. Yeah, it was a play that was adapted. She's, she's a, a good actress. She's an amazing I mean. actress. Um, also, Michelle Williams, sleeper. I don't think she's going to win. She's hardly in the movie. Manchester by the Sea. Uh, best supporting actor, Mahershala Ali from Moonlight. Interesting. Who else is up interesting that he would be the favorite. Dev Patel. Jeff Bridges, Heller Highwater, Lucas Hedges, oh. he's the kid in Manchester by the Sea, and Michael Shannon, Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. I, 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 Michael Shannon's really good in, in Nocturnal Animals, too. I really um, wanted to see that. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. 
He won the he, Golden Globe yeah. for that. He's he's such a good actor. I you know for the most part, I you just want somebody new. Like I like that guy yeah. Ali. He's, he's been good. in you know a bunch of stuff. He's always good. So as mu- as much as Jeff Bridges is awesome in that movie, yeah. but. You know, didn't he just win like yeah. two years ago yeah. or something? Yeah. Um, this Mahershala Ali is hardly in that movie. He's only in mm-hmm. like, I mean, he's he's the favorite to win, so I assume he's going to win. But uh, he's only in like thirty percent of the movie. Uh, okay. Uh, that's it. That's all we need, right? Animated feature that um, that OJ. What are the animated? Because I've seen those. Oh, so I'm curious, Zootop- but- Zootopia is the favorite. I heard that's sort yeah. of subversive. It's a good movie. It's yeah. definitely like it's talking about racism and yeah. and, and genocide. Yeah, and I'm shit. into that. Like, I'm into that. Um, it was a good movie. Something called Kubo and the Two Strings looks Japanese. The worst movie. The worst movie I've seen all year. Kubo and the Two Strings. You've seen that? Yeah. I'd see any of these animated okay. movies because, like, if it's Give like I've got like a, a holiday weekend that I've got to like. Yeah. kill on Monday. It's like, all right, let's go to this movie. And that Kubo was horrendous. My son's gotten too cool. The, um, this, the Lego Batman movie came out and I'm like, Oh, I'll see he that. Said you couldn't get that. It was yeah, good. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go. And he's like, Oh no, I don't want to see that. And I'm like, what? You're too cool. I mean, he's got the video game. He's got Lego, everything. All of a sudden he's too yeah, cool to see a movie. And it's not is, like a babyish it. movie. Yes. It's good. Yeah. It's I know. a good movie. Like, God, that's too cool. Will Arnett. Best if he went inside, he would actually like it. Best voice and hair plugs in Hollywood. Uh, Moana. That's got the rock in it. I'm a fan. That of. wasn't. That was not good. That was. Uh, it was the Hamilton guy songs. Oh no! Oh no! It's a lot of that. Like oh, no. you're gonna be so a warrior someday. Oh no! No! Oh no! 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 Uh, so, something called the Red Turtle, which sounds like a sex toy. Like, that's, yeah, that might. That comes with a Burger King meal. Yeah, in Israel. that sounds like something that comes with your Whoppers. I got you, honey. I got you. It's Valentine's Day. I've got you the Red Turtle. Okay. You've been wanting some chicken nuggets and then go fuck with a red turtle. Um, my life as a zucchini is that like the is that the um Brandon Spikes story? <laughs> is it, my life as a Pringles can? Did uh, the it that's that is that the Veggie Tales? Have you ever oh, seen those? No, I remember. No. I remember seeing one of those movies on cable, like when when my son was like three and I put it on and then like I'm doing shit in the kitchen. It was like, and that is why the Lord has bestow- bestowed upon us. And it was like, oh, no, this is like, oh, it's, oh, it's secret. It's secretly religious. I hate yeah, that shit. Like Dave, Davey and Goliath. Davey and Goliath. Yeah. yeah. Worst. Um, and then the, the best documentary, it's going to be that OJ Made in America. I didn't know that was released theatrically. They must have like snuck it, it in some theaters. Wasn't like eight hours? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's very long. It was, it was tremendous, but that would be a long sit in the theaters. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's, that's, that's happening on Sunday night. I'll be tweeting about it. Follow me on Twitter, at Brian Beckner, mm-hmm. for all the hilarious um, Oscar takes. Cato. Yes. What is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in... Fancy pop. Yeah, the news, the real news. Let me shout out some Patreon. Oh, some guests. So if you're you're a huge fan of this show and you like what we do here, occasionally we do a little something extra. And last week we did that. I'm surprised we – I'm surprised – I got a lot of feedback on Twitter about it, like, well worth the wait, like, great job, oh my god, that bitch is crazy, like a lot of that. I played something very personal – via from someone else on our patreon page and if you subscribe to the show if you give us five bucks a month for this show you could hear it patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle it sounds like the patreon only content has brought a few listeners out of the woodwork is that correct kate i 
think it might have. So yes. I'd like to thank Mike Churches. Churches? I'm not sure how you say that. Uh, churches. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not even. Thank you, way. Mike. Well, I don't. I yeah, said. I'm not exactly. Mike Churches. That's how I say it. Tracy Westbrook. Great guy. Another great. Well, Mike has person. been donating to the show in different ways. That's right. Over the years. Mike was our our Herman Marshall hookup. And Gary Newfeld. You guys rock. Thank you, Gary. Love you guys. Love fan. you all. And if anyone wants to leave us like a drunk voicemail, we'll put that on Patreon for people to listen to. That's show. right. That's right. Uh, we will definitely be doing more Patreon-only Give content. Me legit drunk. People, vibe. people love, love, love that stuff. And uh, a lot of suggestions coming in uh, for stuff that we could do Patreon-only. So um, keep those coming, and we will consider all requests. What is going You're on? Ready Kate? to get started. Last week yeah. was a big week for aviation. Yeah. Aviation. Yeah. yeah. Harrison Ford took to the skies. Oh, yeah. He's 74. Did he crashed again? Flying a plane? No, but he almost crashed at my local airport, Ed. Can we play <laughs> the um the message? Oh, I don't between he and the, the tower. Do you have it handy? Yeah, I do. I don't um basically, okay, everything was fine. He took off um from Santa Monica Airport, which yeah. is near LAX. Yes. It's a small airport. A lot of private private planes there. Everything Santa Monica is it's a town, right? That's not a county. That's <laughs> right. That is a town. This is an actual. Wow. It's, it's an LA county. Careful, Brian. Yes. Brian, you guys might not be compatible anymore. Yes. The city of Santa Monica. <laughs> the trouble starts when Harrison radios back saying he's in a helicopter. Yeah. He, he's not in a helicopter. He started a few times trying to correct his mistake. <laughs> he says it a bunch but of he times. He says helicopter like five times. It's, yeah. Oh, no. Oh. We are guessing, and, that and I bet he, they don't know that he, he's urgent because his voice, his voice is like, he's, he's, uh, no, you know, I'm going straight helicopter. I'm like, right. oh, okay, and then he, and then he started asking Chewy. <laughs> he's he's very <laughs> low he energy. On the, the wacky weed. He's so never anyway, tell me the odds, kid. Yes. Okay, hold on. The I th- bigger problem, though, is he. Hold on, I have the TMZ link. Okay. Listen. That's the tower. One four. Yes. Hold on. Four. Zero two one four. Thanks for that. Husky letter hotel uniform cancel Los Angeles Tower. Good day. Yeah. And LA helicopters or LA uh, helicopter helicopter. Uh, sorry, Husky eight nine hotel uniform. Wow. Is uh. 2600 sending 2500 over Santa Monica VOR for the main route. Husky Letter Hotel uniform still with the Santa Monica Tower, LA Tower on 119.8, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, so so let, let me break it down. So the problem yes. is that apart from the fact that he keeps saying he's in a helicopter and he can't, he can't get his words out, the problem is that he continues talking to Santa Monica Tower. After they've already told him that they've switched to another tower, he keeps yes. radioing the other tower. The wrong tower. And they keep saying, no, we've switched you to the other tower. So anyway, um, the controller, there you go, boss t- after system. telling him he's on the wrong frequency and reminds, he keeps reminding him he needs to be communicating with the other tower, these mistakes on their own, no big deal. And then... I mean, sort of 18, a big deal. 18 minutes the later, a huge deal. Yeah. he went to touchdown in Orange County, and the landing did not go so well. Yeah, he. so there's a taxiway that runs next misjudged. to the runway, 
the runway. And he let he understand I've been coming to to so Cloud he, City for years, kid. Where's Lando? Where's Lando? John Wayne Airport's about fifteen minutes from our house. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Local reference. So basically, Orange, also called Orange County Airport, by the way. <laughs> so basically, he landed on the wrong runway, and basically, it, it was not even a runway. It was just where the plane's down, taxi. There was a plane waiting to taxi. Yeah, and he came right on top of that plane, missed it by feet, and yeah. landed on Jeez. the other side. Of it. <laughs> yeah, and then he said, and then he said, "Was that jet supposed to be beneath me?" No, it wasn't. No, there, you weren't supposed to land twenty feet above a passenger jet. And he did mess up his plane. Oh, he did. Oh no, this is yeah. a picture from another plane. Yeah. Okay, so everything was fine from that time he crashed a plane in two thousand. Oh yeah, and he got yeah. and he got all injured yeah. for the Star Wars movie. They had to like postpone because he was flying into a golf course. He's seventy four. There That's has to old. be just like with driving, yeah. like you have to renew you have your to license take, every yeah, year, yeah. right? At a certain age, right. so yeah. No, I'm I agree. sure that when you're Harrison Ford, no one's like probably on your ass making you. You don't think so? The, the like FAA is like, I, this guy did the parsec to this the yeah, castle run in 12 parsecs. I, I flew the kid. I don't know. Kid, when you were in I diapers, I flew the galaxy maybe, in nine parsecs. Maybe when he's not smoking the wacky weed, <laughs> he's, he's fine. Never <laughs> tell me the odds, goldenrod. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> That's he's such a stoner. He's such an obvious stoner. Also, do you think maybe he had a hard time um, communicating with the tower because his hoop earring wouldn't allow yeah. the headphones to properly fit over his ears? Well, there's so much metal. It was hang on. Interference. Yeah, I gotta go exactly. get stone and then go fuck Ally McBeal. It's like when you have to. This reminds me of the plane crash I had in six days and seven nights with is, Anne Hache. This is Harrison Ford sounds a bit like Johnny Depp's dad. Totally. Older Damn, Johnny Depp. Don't be the odds, kid. <laughs> well, thoughts and prayers. Let's hope. Let's hope he hangs out. I know it's a popular hobby for him, but the time yeah. is time has passed. I think it might be. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on, Kate? Well, roll me the whip. Shall we? <laughs> shall we move to uh, politics? Yes. Yeah. People doesn't have enough. I've got some exciting people news. love it when we talk politics on this show they, they send us emails well some of our listeners are going to love this news oh yeah every politician comes with their share of pie in the sky campaign promises lower taxes better health care safer streets walls but how many political candidates can offer a slogan I can't even say this how does that one song go that, that the kid rock um chorus <laughs> That's it. That's it. The diggy diggy. Dance. My name is Kid. My name is Kid. Dude, dude, your name's Bob, Kid. Uh, some voters in Michigan are hoping for that exact possibility because, according to Billboard, at last week's Michigan Republican Party convention, Kid Rock's name was floated to run as 2018 Senate candidate to unseat current Democratic Senator Debbie Stabenow. Rock, who campaigned for Trump and sells hats that say "Make America Badass Again." Yeah was born in Michigan and uh, considers himself a libertarian, though on many occasions he's also identified as a cowboy baby. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I propose that everyone, instead of health care, gets a 12-pack of Strohs! I just want to say that if Donald Trump is our president, Kid Rock can definitely totally, be totally, a senator. Totally. He's more qualified than our president. Totally. Totally. He's going to leave that there. 
for y'all. This to kid rock actually battle. has as much money as he says he has. And, and Kid Rock started with nothing, yeah, and like has been successful in some way. That's true. He's mm-hmm. done a lot of shit. <laughs> also, this Kid Rock, he goes out there like, obviously, he's not my cup of tea, but he does a lot of things. He supports the troops. I think he supports a lot of charities that support the troops, stuff like that. Like he's proud to be an American. I probably don't agree with him a hundred percent on his politics, but. If fucking Donald Trump can be the president, Kid Rock can for sure be the president. <laughs> president Kid Rock. Uh, what else, Kato? Well, this isn't really politics, but it's a little bit political. So I don't know if you guys caught. I don't know if any of the people that listen to this watch um, Bill Maher. Oh, yeah. We hit, we hit on this yeah. a bit earlier. Yeah. So he had on this Milo Yiannopoulos. Mm-hmm. Who I have been kind of like tangentially aware of, but I've right. never. I think really that's most like, people. Yep. Like I just I knew aware, he was a troll. I was aware of his trolling on Twitter of Leslie Jones and that whole thing, and you know, I knew that he was an editor at Breitbart, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what his politics were, except that he was like a huge fuckhead, obviously. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so he comes on Bill Maher. He's got like. Um, strands of like pearls and stacked bracelets. Oh yeah, he's got like he's got a style. He's got some contouring and yes. he's yes. really yes. frosted tips. Done himself up. Um, but I guess I mean I thought it was pretty tame the actual interview, but I didn't it watch was. the overtime right, which airs on YouTube. So I guess after a debate about laws restricting transgender people from using certain bathrooms, um, during which. Yiannopoulos suggested that trans people have a psychiatric disorder. He went on to insult Mars guests specifically. Right. Are you playing a clip? Well, I was going to go on. Well, let me let me yeah. intro it first. He went on to insult Mars guests specifically, comedian Larry Wilmore and former U.S. intelligence officer Malcolm Nance. He said, "You always invite such awful people on your show. They're so stupid." Yiannopoulos told Mar, "You need to start inviting higher IQ guests, or this is going to be a disaster." Um, and this provoked a swift response from Wilmore, who said, you can go fuck yourself, all right? Um, so, yeah, that, that happened. Hold on. This is, I only, he, he said, you can fuck, fuck yourself for that. And then he goes, and you can go fuck yourself for the Leslie Jones comment. Yeah. yeah good for him. He, he doubled up. But, but the other guy, was the F, CIA or FBI guy, was, was being very cordial because you could tell he just, this, wasn't, this isn't the environment that he, like, he didn't, want to be debating with a clown and that that i was saying at the top of the show that like you 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 can uh, debate anyone anywhere but when you just sit there and listen to the guy and don't fire back that like that they're not deranged uh and he was like oh i know for a fact that they're that trans people are you know child rapists and stuff like that and bill maher's like oh you think so and it's like no that's where you're supposed to fire back they just like let him spew hate they gave him a platform without debating so but now today we learn that apparently and this is what happens to these people this milo yiannopoulos apparently there's video of him advocating for pedophilia that 13-year-old boys should be allowed to have sex with men. Yeah, I saw that. He's apparently a Nambla. Yep. Apologist? Yeah. So now even the even his mates at Breitbart are like, we're not, like, uh, half a dozen as- editors there have walked out or are yeah. threatening to walk Amy, out and they don't cut ties. Now. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, fuck but the problem fuck is Milo. like as yeah. bad as yeah, fuck that guy. But as bad as that is, like there were so many people willing to go along with his overt racism, and like yeah. we we I thought we were past a lot of this shit, and it's like people so are just too. okay with him. Like it's awful. It's awful that he was given a platform yeah. this long. He's you, a he's a terrible human being. You know who's not down with racism? Kid Rock. We need this kid rock to run <laughs> I'm for office. I'm trying to think of it from Bill Maher's perspective. Like, is he shining a light on how awful this person is, or does he need the help? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think he he would have he would have it would have looked better for him for if he debated him. I just yeah. yeah. I, I think maybe he thought I'll just let this guy hang himself and just That's say what his I'm shit. Thinking. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I know yeah. a lot of people aren't fans of Bill Maher. I, yeah. I I do watch the show for entertainment. Yeah. I don't always agree with. It. I do think he. I think Bill Maher is a bit of a misogynist. Oh, so. yeah. But I watch it. Yeah, I don't agree with everything. Yeah, he likes okay. he likes black chicks. I don't he know does. If you guys yeah. saw this, but apparently, the Writers Guild Awards. Oh yes. The other night. Yeah. When was that? Sunday. I don't know. Last night, I think. Mm-hmm. Patton Oswalt, comedian Patton Oswalt, was introducing the Writers Guild with a bunch of political jokes that mostly riffed on the impending diff- death of the written word. And b- But before he made any specific Trump jokes, he mentioned um, he had to watch his words so he wouldn't get kicked to death by James Woods backstage. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that reference is for. Mm-hmm. I guess Woods... Um, Woods, is a, Woods is an arch conservative. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's an angry, an angry. Yeah. Like, um, and he then, will fight so people on Twitter and stuff. James Woods was um, he was in the audience and he he got up and he rushed the stage and yeah. grabbed Patton's shoes. I think it was I think it was all sort of in it was, fun. It was it was. Here, it was. I don't, I'm not sure how long this and clip is. And then he explained that oh. he'll lose half of his Twitter followers by being there, which prompted Oswald to bemoan the loss of all those egg avatars. Yeah. Okay, Kate. What else is going on? Well, that's about it. I have a quick um, flip or flop update because I know uh, you guys are all yes, Ed's obsessive. Jeez, Louise! The, Ed, the flip or flop broad, Christina is going to be on. Um, hold on, hold on. Good Morning America tomorrow. A- exclusive interview with Christina El Musa. <laughs> Definitely going to record that. Of course. Um, apparently. Christina's face will no is no longer appears on their real estate business flyers Ooh, or signs. Ouch. She's been kicked to the curb. Well, let's hope his face doesn't appear Her on him either. Rick is now <laughs> but with Sotheby's. I thought you said she was the driving force. Well, yeah. he's gone yeah. off. She's on his the own. face. He's with Sotheby's. She yeah. is not. They are uh, not selling real estate together. Oh. They are still apparently doing their TV show for now. Mm, but not their flips. Not selling houses together. Unbelievable. Shocking. Shocking development yes. in the flipper flop divorce. Okay. Is that it, Kato? That's it. All right. Excellent job. I want to thank our guest, Greg Jones from the Unfiltered oh, yes. Thanks, Greg. Gentleman. I'm looking forward to listening to you. Podcast. Very nice of him to yep. join us. He did a great job. Um, of course, I also want to thank Ed Daly. Ed. Yeah. Thank you. Who lives in Hoboken, which is in which county, Ed? Uh, Hudson. Hudson County? Hudson County. Hudson. 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 Named after Henry Hudson. Henry Hudson. Next next to the Hudson River. Hudson River. Beautiful view of Manhattan. Yes. Uh, I would like to thank Kate McManus. Oh, that's me. She is from Perth. Does Perth, do you have counties in Australia? Um, You have cities. Province. Province. Provinces. Perth, Western Australia. Yeah. Is where you're from. Towns. Towns. I'm from... 
I'm Brian Beckner. I'm from Costa Mesa, California. That's a town. That's all I'm going to say. Until next week, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 157 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.